Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. WILK News Radio. Great good morning, everyone. 10.07 a.m. in the great Northeast. This beautiful Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. This is the Bob Cordaro Show. I am he. It is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. People like Philip Gallagher of Dallas, Robert Sylvester, Clark Summit, but he was a true uh, true Jesupian. Richard Saliga, DuPont. These are our veterans that we honor today, along with Stanley Karpinski of Shavertown. So we want to thank and mention that Road Scholar Transport is bringing you this hour of the Lollapalooza. You have unique shipping needs. Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com to find out more to either drive with them or to ship with them. Whether it's within northeastern Pennsylvania or the entire northeast United States, Road Scholar can get it done for you. And Camelot Restaurant and Inn. They are having the big wild game dinner up there in Waverly right off Route 81. Six-course dinner, Wednesday, January 24th. Seating start at 5 o'clock. 100 people only. It's 110 bucks for all of that. I'm gonna go, I've got to go through the menu because my mouth waters when I go through it. Camelot's great for any day. I love it up there, but this is, uh, this is a special deal even for them. And so we uh, regavel ourselves to order here on the Club for Common Sense. I told you quickly that I did watch the movie The Court Martial of Billy Mitchell, recommended by so many of you yesterday, and it was outstanding. And you, you saw, I'm not an old movie fan, but man, we saw, you saw people you knew, Jack Lord, Darren McGavin, Rod Steiger, Ralph Bellamy. I mean, just all these great actors. It was, it was great. It was worth it. And, and I digressed from two hours of cable news and so forth, so maybe I'm even fresher today. But one of the things that most interests me is people who have the courage of fighting back against the waves. You know, I was talking last hour about 
these school jointures and how they really haven't improved education. They certainly haven't improved costs to the taxpayers. But we have some really good representatives. And I've been observing him, but then he, with, with glee, frankly, but then he comes out and does something more. And that's Joe Adams. He represents the 139th District. He's a Republican serving Wayne County and Pike County. He's on consumer protection, technology and utilities, finance. He's a Republican secretary. He's game and fisheries and local government. So he's got a big portfolio, but he comes from a school district. He was a business manager in Walpaw Pack School, and he so he he knows education from all kinds of sides. By the way, he's on the Wayne uh, Bank Board of Directors, so very well grounded, very well rounded. And he's come up with a bill that I noticed. I may have heard it on. I think I heard it on our news to to bring back cursive. That means handwriting in our schools. And he is, so I called his office up and I said, I want to talk to him. And and Representative Adams is with us now. Uh, Representative Joe Adams, welcome. Well, thank you, Bob. It's great to be on your show. I, 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 I don't, this just warmed my heart to such an extent. A lot of people may think it's a small thing. I think it's a big deal what you're doing uh, and hopefully you could get it done, even though the Democrats have you, what do they have you tied or are they, they one vote ahead now? No, no. Well, they have, technically it's tied, but one of our uh, great uh, members, uh, uh, Joe Kerwin, is uh, deployed in East Africa as a National Guardsman right now. So, uh, t- you know, from a voting standpoint, they still have a one uh, one vote majority, uh, but it's now, it was 102 to 101. It's now 101 to 100 from the people who can actually vote. Okay. All right. Well, God bless. Hang in there. Get through this uh, cycle and we'll try to take it back. But tell us about this bill you proposed, why you proposed it, and why you're warming the cuckles of my heart and so many people that listen to this program. Well, that's that's great. I appreciate that. So it, it's a, a mandating of, of cursive handwriting um, at, at the public education level. It's just plain and simple, a two sentence uh, addition to the school code of 1949. Believe it or not, that's the, the code that actually operates uh, and, and legislates in schools. And it used uh, but, to work before they screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'm certainly not a person for, for mandating to local governments and land, mandating to schools, but this one is so common sense and so uh, widely accepted and science behind it as well, that it just makes great sense to, to put this bill forward. So, you know, I was I was you know looking at the at all of the information regarding cursive and there are right now uh, 20 states that uh, that it is mandated by the way uh, in our in our country and, and believe it or not California just added it as a mandate wow. uh, but uh, which is really unusual but but you know but good uh, the reality is um, if you know all of the science points to cursive handwriting uh, being able to read and write cursive is a huge 
advantage for young people uh, from a, from a brain function and a growth and uh, all the things as a brain stimulation scenario. Uh, so the doctors of neurology, the doctors of psychology, and the doctors of education. All three of them uh, point to it over a long period of time and have done multiple articles uh, and studies that, that how important it is for brain function. So it is great for learning. It is great for hand-eye coordination, left and right brain working together, a whole bunch of scientific reasons that it should be done. You know, that's number one. Number two is all of our historic documents in our country, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, all of the, the manuals around the, the, the Civil War, they're all written in cursive. Uh, so if you can't uh, understand, read, and write cursive, then you can't you know, understand, read, or write any of those documents. And, and you know, people think about that, and it's like we, we don't want to avoid and, and put our history in the background. It's important to know the history of this country. And so, you know, that's, a, that's another critical uh, piece of it. I mean, you and I, you know, and, and many of your listeners, you know, know what's, you know, when somebody says, put your John Hancock on that, they know yeah. what it means. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the current younger generation, people younger than 25, have no idea. Uh, and it's like, well, you know, you do know that that's the prominent signature, uh, John Hancock, on the Declaration of Independence. Uh, so, and, and it's like, oh, that's news. And um, so, you know, that that's another a very important uh, reason to so that people can actually read um, and 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 look at history. Uh, I have a good friend who was a, a former teacher, and, and now the um, she's now the uh, director of the uh, of the local historical society, and they're looking for internships. Uh, uh, for college kids uh, who are history majors and and uh, and want to you know be involved in that and 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 one of the requirements was uh, you know they need to be able to read cursive to do research of historical documents in the past and mm. believe it or not she's struggling to find anybody that can uh, and and you you're you're an attorney right so yes. you you know you you go to a, a scenario of uh, it's time to do a title search well we have we have deeds in our family properties that are that are written in cursive. And if you can't read cursive, how do you do that title search? Uh, I mean, it, it's just amazing, you know, the practical applications. If you want to open a bank account, uh, I spent 15 years as a senior executive officer in a bank and, and an investment advisor and now on a, now on a board. Um, the reality is, you, you know, you need to have your, be able to write your name to, to open a bank account, to, to borrow, to build a business, to, to mortgage a home, to, uh, to get your driver's license. Um, you know, practical applications are, 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 are out there as well. And then lastly, um, you know, we live in a world of AI, uh, and a signature uh, and a thumbprint are two, uh, and, and an eye scan are, 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 are three things that, that AI struggles a little bit with to duplicate. So, you know, from a security standpoint, it makes sense too. So from a common sense standpoint, all of those things, those four items combined, you know, certainly makes it look uh, that it is a uh, a reasonable thing to request public education to do, and then most likely you know grades three through five um, and um, but but and, and that was it. It was literally two sentences give the, give the schools the opportunity to build the curriculum to do you know ho however many hours of instruction just so people uh, know how to read and write cursive. Representative Joseph Adams is our guest. He represents the 139th district serving Wayne and Pike County in our Pennsylvania House. And which uh, term is this of yours? This is my first. 
I couldn't find that. Well, you were doing real things. You were running a school district as superintendent. <laughs> I mean, right. You did a lot of things. you got to be one of the most qualified state representatives in Harrisburg. Well, I, I don't know about that. Six years as a county commissioner in Wayne County doesn't hurt either. So, yeah. uh, um, so the combination of and, and 15 years in the, you know, in, in the corporate world in the private sector, three with Morgan Stanley, and then you know, 13 with a regional uh, publicly traded bank and running, you know, running people's money. I was investment advisor, ran the ran those their portfolios, and uh, so the combination of, of of that is 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 well rounded. But it, but it, but you know, my entire career has been oriented around, um, you know, the better I do for others, the better I do for my organization and myself. So mm. um, it's, uh, you know, it's, and, and this is a, a an extra challenge because um, being a state rep, there's 203 reps in the, in the state of Pennsylvania. It's really, really hard to have uh, the ability to actually provide solutions because you need 103 other people to join you. Well, Representative Adams, what kind of response did you get from the uh, Democrat side of the aisle, if any? I have got a great response. It says there are right now 22 co-sponsors of this bill. It's House Bill 1934, uh, of which there are uh, more than a handful of uh, of Democrats uh, who have 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 co-sponsored? Uh, so you know it's bipartisan, um, and 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 I look at it, it's nonpartisan. It, yeah. This is common. This is common sense. This is you know we need kids to have skills and and kids to be able to have opportunities uh, to not only uh, you know grow their brains and and the processes the scientific things that I talked about, but be able to to fully understand our country's history and to, and those practical applications of being able to to uh, to buy a home in the future or, or open a bank account or or grow a business or any of those things. So it's been very well received. And, and the media, you know, like yourself, uh, in which I greatly appreciate, has been incredibly responsive. I've done uh, four TV interviews across the state and at least six additional radio station uh, interviews uh, in the Pittsburgh market, the Philadelphia market, the Harrisburg market, the Lancaster market, the scranton wilkes market. Uh, so people have latched onto this. And, and the number of emails that I've received, which are, are over 100 now from, uh, from people, science, science people and education people saying, please, thank you for doing this. And I've had uh, one uh, email saying, you know, get, it's not 1940 anymore, Joe, uh, you know, move, move on. Uh, and, and then, and then I respond I with the things I, that I just talked about. Representative Adams, I call progressives regresses. They want to go yeah. back to the stone ages when they're in charge. Uh, so we're talking with representative Joe Adams, uh, Wayne County, Pike County, the 139th serving in our uh, Pennsylvania house of representatives. So, in your survey that you conducted and review, how many, what percentage of school districts have jettisoned uh, the cursive writing requirement? Well, I haven't done it, uh, you know, a complete survey of all 500 school districts in in the Commonwealth. So I'd be guessing, but I know that it's more than more than half have abandoned oh. it. And 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 the reason for the you know abandoning it uh, again, being spending two years as a superintendent, 13 as a business manager, the number of mandates that came from state and federal government. 
that uh, most of them being unfunded, oh, by the way, uh, have had chewed into time available for subject matter. And, the, and these core curricular, uh, you know, um, scenarios of the past, you know, 15, 20 years have driven that you need to do, you know, keyboarding, you need to do uh, consumer sciences, you need to do uh, a whole bunch of other things that have been mandated. And, and schools have looked at it and say, well, okay, well, where are we going to, what, what do we cut out? Uh, and, and many of them cut out cursive. Um, and I just think that it's that it's a it's a bad move because of the things that we are have already talked about. What are the prospects and what is the timeline, given that it has become nonpartisan an issue, given that it has gotten a lot of uh, traction from the media? Well, it, it's like any other bill; it has to follow the process. So it was, uh, you know, a, a co-sponsor memo was put out by me. Uh, the 22, 23 co-sponsors have jumped on. It was uh, written as a bill because it's an easy one. It's two sentences to, to amend the 1949 school code. So that's, that portion has been done. That usually takes a lot more time than, than what it has already. Uh, it's been referred to the House Education Committee. Uh, and right now, the, you know, the House Education Committee, uh, it's, there's 14 Democrats and 11 Republicans because those who have the majority uh, you know, control those, uh, those votes as well and the agenda. So it looks like a, you know, it, the, whenever the House Education Committee uh, meets again, it will be brought up. And I'm pushing uh, as many people as I can uh, on both sides of the aisle to be able to, to in, you know, please urge that it is brought to a vote, a, pub, a vote at the next uh, House committee uh, a member of the, of the Education Committee. And then it would come uh, if, if it passes through there, which I think it will because there has been no non-support of it. Um, and then it would come to the floor. Again, the Speaker of the House has to, has to uh, put it on the agenda for the Speaker uh, for the a floor vote. Uh, and assuming that it passes there, then it gets passed over to the Senate, and then it follows the process like any other bill yeah. has to go to the Senate Education Committee, Senate floor, uh, and then and pass both of those those votes. Uh, and assuming there aren't any amendments to it, uh, and then it can go to the governor for signature. So, you most know, unfortunately, it's months. It's well, it's a couple of months. Most of these bills get tied up in committee. Uh, particularly if there's a Democrat constituency like the teachers unions who oppose it. What's your sense of it well, getting out of the education committee? Pretty good because uh, the, the, the teachers, you know, the, the overwhelming response and overwhelming positive response from uh, people emailing me have been retired teachers and teachers saying thank you. Uh, so now I'm worried about think, their union. Never, I'm never worried about teachers. I'm worried right, about the right. union and, yeah, the, and the education bureaucracy. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm more positive uh, that that that's not going to be a problem. Uh, right. I, I, I really believe that because it's. You know, it, because it, it has such ramifications educationally, scientifically, and, and again, all the things that we talked that we just talked about, I can't see other than where we're going to fit it in, and from a time standpoint, and that tends to be more administratively driven uh, than than teachers union driven. But, but I, I just don't see it as a as an issue, as an outstanding issue to to 
to stall this and and hold it back. Well, and and oh, and oh by the way, you know when you, and I, I'm I'm soon to be 62 years old, and um, you know when we grew up, the the, the blackboards, which are now whiteboards <laughs> yeah. and or computer boards or whatever yeah. they are, you know the the handwriting blocks, you know they were always green, and there was a large case and small case cursive alphabet above the above the blackboard. Yes. Well, that person's handwriting, that person lives in Wayne County, and he runs a uh, a publishing company called Universal Publishing. It's Tom. His name's Tom Wozlick. He is the expert in the world on handwriting, How about uh, that? and and that is his. Those are his handwritten letters uh, on those on those placard boards um, uh, that back in back in the seventies. Well, so, Representative Adams, uh, you tell him I'd love to have him on someday. I, I think that's sure. That's great sure. stuff. And so, not only was Winter Wonderland written about. Uh, Wayne County Courthouse Square, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but but the cursive guy is there in Wayne County. I love it. Correct, correct. Yeah, as Dick, is Canaro's Hilltop Diner. So we we gotta. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, yeah. Dick Smith uh, wrote uh, Winter Wonderland, wow. sitting looking at the courthouse across Courthouse Square, and yeah, the the, the expert in the world on on cursive handwriting is lives in Wayne County, and he's developed a you know he's the one the curriculum the California and and all of the Catholic schools around the country and uh, many other states are are using for uh, you know for their instruction. So he's he is the expert. So it's uh, and and you know that. That wasn't, you know, part and parcel of, of me looking at this and saying we need to do this. But the reality is, we do have the expert in our in our county. Uh, he actually lives in in Jonathan Fritz's district, but um, you know, he will definitely be stepping up and doing whatever he can do to help the state uh, and school districts, uh, you know, develop curricula, assuming this passes. Well, Representative Joe Adams, we thank you so much for being on the program. We thank you even more for bringing up this bill. And pursuing it, I think it's going to be huge for education if it could get done. Uh, we thank you, and and please keep us surprised. Anytime you want to call in about this or other legislative initiatives that you're working on, we're here. Well, thanks, Bob. I appreciate the opportunity, and thanks for doing your show and uh, and reaching out to us. And uh, we will keep you uh, inside the loop of what of what's happening going forward here. So I, I do appreciate the opportunity and the time that you've given us. Amen. Representative Joe Adams, Republican, serving Wayne County, Pike County, former county commissioner, former school superintendent. Uh, wow. Just a powerhouse, and we were so lucky to have him. Let it, we'll take a break. It's the Bob Cadaro Show. We'll be back. Our veterans for today, we lost them last year. Philip Gallagher, Dallas, first of nine children. His wife, Pat, predeceased him. He left home at 18 to join the U.S. Army. Served in the U.S. Army in Korea during the Vietnam era. His wife predeceased him. Leaves behind a loving family. Philip Gallagher. Bob Sylvester. Clark Summit, but really Jessup. Jessup High School graduate, United States Army. Became a captain. And he was in training for these soldiers, particularly assigned to teach and speak to large groups of Army service members coming back from Europe. 
He was a head varsity basketball coach at Fairfield Prep, which earned him membership in the New England Basketball Hall of Fame. A lot of you know him from area activities, including vice president for institutional development for the University of Scranton. Bob Sylvester's two daughters and son survive him, as do three granddaughters and three great-granddaughters. My old friend Bob Sylvester. Richard Saliga, DuPont. His wife Patricia of 21 years survives him. You might have known him as director of customer service for Pennsylvania Gas and Water. Loving husband, devoted father, caring grandpa and pop. Proud to say he was a veteran of the U.S. Navy serving during the Vietnam War. Children and grandchildren also survive him. Richard Saliga. Stanley Karpinski, Shavertown. Graduate of Wilkes-Barre Township High School. Became a Marine. Served in the Vietnam War, including the Tet Offensive. Wounded twice during his service. Received two Purple Hearts. His wife, Judy, predeceased him in 1998. Stanley Karpinski, our veterans for today, proud of them. Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, cloudy and windy, rain tapering off, chance of snow showers, high of about 40. Tonight, cloudy and breezy, low of around 30. Thursday, clouds, breaks of sun, a chance of snow showers, high around 40 degrees. Bulldog, are we one commercial break behind? Or we're caught up? Or we're caught up. Good. So uh, I, I just was so enthralled with that conversation with Representative Adams. And, um, I mean, there's a guy. That's the kind of guy we need. That's the kind of people we need in service. Private sector, public sector experience of all kinds. Count not only, I, I, I forgot to mention, I'm happy he mentioned it, a Wayne County commissioner. And in his first term, he is of consequence. By the way, uh, I'm watching on my monitor and... This Hunter Biden saga continues. He shows up at a House Oversight Committee hearing. This is after he refuses the deposition and is in contempt of Congress. So that day he showed up also on Capitol Hill and then ran away. As soon as the Republicans on the panel started asking him questions, he ran out again. What is this? Kabuki theater? Well, a Biden is not capable. I'm going to exempt Bo Biden, by the way, from this. But apparently a Biden is incapable of truth. They're com- incapable of anything but fakery. What a, what a vile group of people. You know, just performing this act. And he brings the guy who paid off millions of dollars of his debt. 
<laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Somebody says the Democrats refused to allow President Trump to testify live in front of the cameras. They demanded a deposition. Why does Hunter think he's any better than the president? I don't know if that's the case, by the way, but I know his sons and his daughter had to testify and do a deposition. You can't get anything done in public because of the time limits on all the representatives. You've got to actually ask questions. Somebody says, Bob, yes, cursive and script writing is important. Here's an interesting question we can only get from you guys. Is there, do other languages have cursive? Now, I believe they do. But, like, just for example, uh, Arabic, uh, Chinese, whether it's Mandarin, Cantonese, whatever, They've got their own complete writings. I think they've got one kind. Sanskrit. (laughs) Sanskrit is obviously one. There are now printed and cursive. It's interesting. I wonder if English is one of the few that has that. Although, I apologize, French. All of the ones who have this alphabet have cursive also. This alphabet. Our A through Z. Other than that, I don't think there is a cursive for each of those languages. But I'm riffing. I don't know. But anyway, back to the point. Uh, This is the joke that the Bidens have made of the rule of law. By the way, somebody said Russian and Ukrainian uh, meaning the Cyrillic writing also have cursive. Okay, I did not know that. I knew that all the languages that used our uh, 26-letter alphabet did. So there's cursive in Cyrillic. Okay, good. Good to know. Hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. Bob Cadaro, W-I-L-K. It is time to hear from our great sponsors. We'll come back with some music. We'll come back with uh, all of this, the Lollapalooza, tell you more about what is happening in the world and on Capitol Hill, which Hunter Biden has turned into a hot spot today. We'll be back. Funny song. Good song. Love it. These boots are made for walking. This date, 1966, it was released. So Hunter Biden showed up at the House Oversight Committee hearing where they were marking up and discussing his contempt for the Congress and contempt for the committee. He shows up with his lawyer and his toadies. And as soon as things get directed towards him, he literally speeds out of and flees the room. So that means it's a guarantee that he will be found in contempt. What is this? What is this about? I mean, he could have shown up for the deposition and pleaded the fifth. 
He's under criminal indictment and criminal investigation. In at least two jurisdictions, Delaware and Southern California. So I, I, I just, I'm not understanding it. Is this some complicated uh, game of chess, three-dimensional chess that Abby Lowell, his lawyer, is playing for him? Because he's not bright enough for that. I don't understand it. Now, and now uh, the usual liars on the uh, House committee, Congressman Goldman right now, are, are, are doing their lying. They're lying for him. I, what is this devotion to the Biden family? They are profoundly mediocre people. They are deeply corrupt. They have no accomplishments for this country whatsoever. None. Yet there's this blind devotion. These people will make fools of themselves. Now they know the the, the uh, left stream media will protect them and not point out their idiocy. But they will blindly protect these people. I'm not understanding it. And I know a lot of you don't like it, but when... Trump gets called out by myself or some others when he does or says something stupid. That's that's a that's extreme health. That is healthy. These fools just make asses of themselves. Bloomberg Money Minute. We'll be back. So Hunter Biden shows up at the hearing where they're considering contempt for him. And then flees before he can be asked any questions. What kind of silliness is this? Abby Lowell should be ashamed of himself. He has now twice shown incredible contempt for Congress. You know what it is? He's a rich kid, a senator's son, someone who's had extreme privilege And a father who let him get away with everything his entire life, including disavowing his own daughter. This is a family that is a complete disgrace. I don't know. I... Joe from Trips Park says, with all the money, drugs, and sex scandals, Hunter's biggest accomplishment will be the most watched episode on E! True Hollywood Stories. Yeah. You're right. This is this is sad stuff. This is awful. 570-883-0098 to get in touch, uh, either by calling or texting. Somebody asked me about the word predeceased. Is it an appropriate word? Well, it is. It's a word that's in the dictionary. So um, I ask, I, I utilize it along with preceded him in death, but it's a it's a shorthand and it's an actual word. So, but I thank you for asking. Let's talk about this. Um, Wild game dinner at Camelot on January 24th. So Wednesday, January 24th at Camelot. 
by the way, great restaurant, great bar, 81 North, well, obviously South, too, the Waverly Exit. Now, 100 people could get in on this. It's $110 a head. Your first seating at 5 o'clock lasts at 8. Tables of up to 10 available. You call 585-1430 or go, or go to camelotrestaurantandin.com. Now, here's the menu. Six courses. By the way, they, they have tastings. They have wine and, and liquor tastings as well. But the menu is buttermilk-infused frog legs. I can't wait to try those. I'm, I don't think I've ever had them. Uh, second course, wild sausage trio stew. Then that's alligator, venison, and bison. Then the third is fruited seared duck breast. Stone fruit glazed. Fourth, wild boar ribs with apple sausage. Fifth course, southwestern ancho-infused elk medallions. And then the sixth course, cognac-infused pheasant apricot tart. <laughs> I'm like Homer Simpson. Oh, I'm, I'm drooling. <laughs> Oh, Lord. So that's that's uh, Camelot on January 24th. Cutie wants to go. She really does, and I saw, which surprised me. But she's such a great cook that I, I think she wants to see how they prepared all these things. Tucker Carlson has a new thing out. I guess he put it all together. And Tucker Carlson Media is beginning. I don't know what, what stage they're at. I haven't looked it up yet. But as he says, January 6th, one of the most videotaped events in human history. And his new documentary proves that most of what you heard about that day is a lie. That's the insurrection bull spit. That is that they were, you know, look, you had a judge who can who was sending sending away the um the guy with the bullhorns what they call him the Q QAnon shaman he commuted his sentence as soon as he saw the video of the Capitol Hill police escorting him through the building onto the Senate floor and they said okay this is he even he said now, this is a guy who gave him 42 months, like way over-sentenced him. And yet he saw the light. Like, wow. They welcomed this guy. They escorted him to the Senate floor. It is all a big – there's the big lie. Isn't that amazing? Remember, what they tell you is what they're doing. They say the big lie is about election fraud. Well, it's an exaggeration to say that the election was stolen. It is unprovable. We do not know, and I mean know, that all the stuffed ballots that we observed in 2,000 mules and, and in some cases with our own eyes from the 2020 presidential election uh, we don't know if that changed the results. We don't know. 
Now, fools like the Pennsylvania Republican Senate, which approved mail-in ballots, are also to blame. But I digress. There was, we know, it is indisputable, there were concerted efforts at voter fraud, particularly in the key cities in the key states. Atlanta, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Detroit, all of those. We know, uh, uh, Phoenix, we know that. We cannot say, and it is an exaggeration to say, that it changed the results of the election. I kind of think it did, but th- thinking is not knowing. So they call that the big lie. Well, it's maybe the big exaggeration, but not really. Don't forget about Mark Zuckerberg illegally financing a shadow organization to the tune of $419 million to usurp the responsibilities of local voter uh, uh, offices. $419 million. That was illegal. You have to be a public servant to, to manage the election. Well, they didn't do that. Again, going back to all the key places. Phoenix, Milwaukee, Detroit, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Now, we know these. That there was a concerted effort to cheat in the election. We don't know that it changed the result. I certainly believe it did. Let's let's go separate for because there's no way Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. No way. So let's go back to this. A big exaggeration. Now they create a big lie that that January 6th was an insurrection, and they repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, and so does the media. They're handmaidens. Yeah. That's where we're at, guys. But we digress. And it is time for the news. Brian Hughes, wit da news. Then we'll come back with the third hour of this Lollapalooza. It's the Bob Cordaro Show. Go YLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 